Are you struggling to make your first 100K or next? Are you pretending you're successful, but barely getting by? Are you tired of comparing yourself to millionaires and billionaires who make it look so easy? Welcome to First 100K, the number one entrepreneur voice in America. I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like how to make your first $100,000, because I believe this is where 90% of entrepreneurs get stuck. And I tackle the mental game of entrepreneurship that we all secretly struggle with but won't admit. My guests are successful entrepreneurs who share their mistakes, their number one fears, their daily habits, and their superpowers that push them over the 100K mark. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a 10-time failed entrepreneur and the owner of two co-working spaces here in Tampa, Florida. This show was created for you, the entrepreneur who's pushing to break through the elusive 100K milestone. Wherever you are in your business, you're just 100K away. Today, my featured guest is Taylor Barnes. He is the Senior Vice President of Global Business Solutions at Centrix IT and was in his early 20s when he formed the company with his partners. Barnes has helped the organization become one of the fastest growing companies in Georgia and one of the top IT solution providers in North America. He is known amongst the global IT community for his gregarious personality, probably because he's from up north. Northeast here, and the indomitable nature of his positive attitude. He's an eternal student. Barnes commits himself deeply to personal development. He describes his personal mission as to use my knowledge and experience to help others realize their personal and professional potential. Startup Nation, that is what Taylor is here to do today with you because you do not realize your potential. You do not believe that good and great things are possible for you, for your business, for your family. You don't. If you did, you'd be doing more. You'd be doing bigger and you would stop playing so darn small in your life. You can find Dale, Taylor Barnes at centrixit.com, centrixit.com. Taylor, welcome to your first 100K top. 100 podcasts in entrepreneurship. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro really yeah, quickly. Yeah, th- thank you very much. Great intro. Uh, man, I, I wish I wrote that myself, huh? Yeah, the uh, the gaps, you know, um, we started the business in, you know, 2007, as you said, um, through a lot of hard work and dedication. Now we're, uh, we're delivering services in, you know, over 100 countries. Uh, it, it's going really well. Um, we've, uh, we've grown 100% organically. Uh, not by merger or acquisition in any kind. So for those that have bootstrapped, I feel you. And, uh, and this is, um, this is what we're going to get into it a little bit of today is our, our bootstrap story on how we did it. Other, other things that are very important to me, Joseph, I'm, I'm a father of two boys, uh, Keller and Cyrus are my two sons. We live uh, outside of Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, my beautiful wife, Brittany and I, um, uh, we've got, uh, let's see, we've got a dog, and uh, that drives me crazy, but I think we'll keep it. And um, and every day, yeah, every, every day is great, Joseph. It's uh, it's all for the in, interpretation, right? And um, so, firm believer in uh, in what God's doing in my life, and 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 what God can do through me uh, to help others. So I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. Take a minute, share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. Yeah, I, the first one that comes to mind is my faith. I would say that uh, it, it's it's always um, 
it's always easy to talk about when there's a nice segue <laughs> when when it kind of comes up naturally. You mean uh, you like you leave it up to me, the host, to like bring it up? But I didn't bring it up. You brought it up, so good job, Taylor. It's perfectly said. Yeah. So if I have this kind of segue, I can jump right into it, and it's no problem. But uh, obviously, when you're in the middle of a sales journey, that I'm sure a lot of folks in your show have been in the middle of bringing up your faith is not the most natural segue. So yeah. Uh, uh, we like to call it uh, expressing our faith through the love of others. Uh, we're a firm believer in, in Jesus as, as, the, as God in a bod who came down and sacrificed him, himself for all of us. Um, people call it Christians. I like to prefer to, I prefer to call it more like a Jesus follower. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that, that's something very personal and very important to me. We really do lead with that in all choices, decision-making, uh, we always like to look through the lens of what does love require of me? And I need to look through that lens in the middle of every decision, in the middle of every choice. And I believe the result of that will be the right thing. And so that's something personal that uh, that some people know, but not very many. Yeah, got it. Very cool, man. Now, you're that way now, very intentional mm. with your thoughts, with with you know serving people with love with your faith. But what about when you were in your early 20s starting this this company? Now, just for context, you've done over 10 million, I'm guessing last year. What was it closer to? Give us a uh, We did uh, 105 million last year. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. I know on my intake form, I just put 10 million. Plus, oh, that's right? okay. Yeah. yeah so no at least wide... congratulations. Thank you. What a what a tremendous, um, you know, accomplishment. Thank you very much. You're welcome, for sure. Now, in your early 20s, you're starting this $100 million company you didn't <laughs> know back then, right? Yeah. Um, were you intentional like this? Where were you back then in your mindset, your thought process? Were you all about you and and get what's yours, it, like many 20-year-olds like I was? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, or were you more focused on others? Where were no, you? No, I was not focused on others. Uh, the honest answer is when I was, um, say, 2007, so I was 20 seven years old. And at that point, um, no, it was very much all about myself. Uh, you know, when you bootstrap a business, as everybody else knows, everybody's in sales day one. Um, there's really no, you know, sales management per se, though you evolve as an organization, everybody needs to pull their weight. And most of the time when you're bootstrapping, you need to generate some revenues and margins, right? Uh, so that's what we did. All of us got directly to work in sales. And, um, and we, so just it, to clarify, let me yeah. pause you right there. So even the guys whose temperament and personality was more introvert, not outgoing, they didn't want to do sales, but everyone got on board with sales because you knew if you weren't selling, you weren't building that company. That's that exactly right? right. That's exactly right. And, and, and to take it up, you know, just to kind of paint the picture a little bit, um, the, the inside introverted, more operational, analytical, left-minded folks did come a little bit later. Uh, as employees. So um, ironically, when we started this group, all of the founders uh, really were similar minded in the fact that uh, selling was not, uh, you know, out of the, they had plenty of experience in sales. Uh, so, you know, and that was a, uh, that was a really good thing for us as, as we, even our, even our CEO, um, who's been our CEO since day one, uh, he was, you know, bootstrapping it right there with us as every good CEO should do. Um, so yeah, and, and kind of getting back to it, uh, you know, at, at 27 years old, I'm just really 
I'm starting to come to grips with the fact that I'm a, I'm a partner in the business. And as a 27 year old, you think you're hot shit when you do that. Right. Uh, which is, uh, which, which I, if I could go back and talk to that 27 year old, I would tell him to cool it a little bit. Um, that's one of those things where, uh, it was, it was one of those moments where I was always, I've always been a serial hard worker, no matter what it was on time, putting in the work, you know, grinding it out. There was never really a lazy. I've never been called like lazy or apathetic in any situation, extremely intentional, but, and, there, and here's a big, but um, pr- priorities were a little bit off, you know, at, at 27 years old, I was still very much about the party. You know, we're what, five, four or five years out of college at this point, you know, still kind of latching on to some old habits, you know, uh, going out late, staying up late, not eating well, not not exercising. There was absolutely no prayer in my daily routine, no meditation, no real self-development at all. It was really just, you know, to, to quote a cliche that kind of drives me crazy is it was just all work hard, play hard. That's all it was. So it was very Grant Cardone, Gary V, just hustle and grind 18 hours a day, work is life. And drink the other six. And drink the other six. That was it. Yeah, right. Uh, Not a very healthy lifestyle, to say the least. So, you know, yes, it was all about me. It was about the income. It was about the paycheck. It was about generating revenues and dollars and commission checks. Obviously, that did help the organization. That came second to me. Um, It was really just, you know, I was the youngest partner by far. And out of our, out of our, what was at the time seven. And, uh, and that gave me what, uh, some excuse to kind of be a little bit, uh, I don't know, lazier or apathetic or whatever the word I want. I can't come up with right now versus the rest. Um, maybe so I, I didn't have any kids. I didn't have a wife. I had, I had none of that. So what did I, what, what, what did I have to lose? Right. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's quite the reason I put all my chips into this organization, which again, I mean, man, there's, there's so many folks that have got a lot of good stories in this and thank God this one worked out. But I would say at the very beginning, I, I, I will never forget about a year later, um, uh, our, our, who, who is our CEO then and is our CEO now, he sat down and he looks at me and he goes, listen, man, he's like, I know we're, fr- I mean, we're good butts. So he's like, you know, listen, I, I know that you've got a lot in there. I know that but you're not even tapping into it right now. Mm. You're really, I get it. You're, you're, you're young, you're having fun, you're partying and that's great. And I don't want to take that away from you. But what I will tell you is that you are not even close to your potential right now. And I can see it. So I want to, yeah, it was, it was amazing advice. I mean, I've literally never forgotten a minute of that 15 to 16 minute meeting that we had. Mm. And so it sounds to me like even at that young age, that started to haunt you or nag you that you had more in the tank, more potential, this irresponsible way of living and being uh, was getting old quick. Ab- I'm guessing at absolutely. what point did you like dig in um, and really go for it? And what did that actually look like for some of my listeners right now that yeah. they know they have more in the tank, but they're just not going for it. Yep. Well, I think a lot of that came down to, you know, first off awareness, people can hear that all the time. And here's what they usually do, man. They usually go, yeah, you're right. And they move on with their lives. But if you take that really, and, and you let that sink in and you let it bug you. And if you pay attention to the tension, uh, it's really going to make you change and adjust. Uh, if you're not open to, 
to feedback. If you're not open to the knowledge and the wisdom of the folks that came in before you, then none of the little motivational speeches and the you're not reaching your potential is going to matter. You really have got to be fully aware. So that's step one, I would say for everybody out there that, that might not be do that, that might've been a version of me at that age is make sure that you're not just kind of laughing about it. Cause I did. I was like, yeah, you're right. You know, I, I could be better. Sure. One day I'll be better. You know, this and that I'm complacent, still making a lot of money. That's good enough. All this stuff. And I don't know what your personal motivators are, but I will tell you that if you're not wide open to that kind of feedback, if you don't have your, your radar is open, um, I'm sorry, your radar is up. Well, then, then you're really not going to make any changes. So I would say step one, self-awareness is absolutely enormous. And then really when you get started, um, you know, be patient with yourself is kind of the best way to look at it. I don't really personally think there's much of a work-life balance as much as there is a work-life integration. It's actually something that I preach. I don't yep. really think anybody can do one without the other. People get real caught up in this balancing act. <laughs> you can't be a different person at home than you are at work. It's not going to work out. 100%. I believe the same thing with faith business integration. Like yeah, I, well I believe you can't be bipolar. Like either you have faith, you know, and it's 24 seven or you're pretending. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And to your point, I mean, people can see right through that. You know, we might think that we're being all, you know, sneaky and you might think that you've got a lot, you know, uh, behind the car. Pe people can see right through that as my boss did at that point, he saw yeah, right sure. through it. He's like, man, you, you ain't fooling anybody. So, so what'd you do? Working. What did you do? How did you, once you finally, like you became self-aware, yep. it started to bug you, nag you, irritate you. Um, and then I'm guessing that led to, it finally convicted you. Mm. Like I got to do something. What would those behaviors you shifted, you took on, uh, that you changed? What did you yeah. do specifically? Yeah. If I could summarize it, I guess I would call it growing up, but that's kind of a bailout because everybody uses that. So let me be specific. Um, almost immediately I started to slow down. I started to, uh, to honestly put in less of the grinding hours. I started to work smarter. Here's what I specifically mean by that. When I, when I mean working smarter, I mean niching down to what I'm great at and leaning into that and not spending times on things that have a very low percent chance of closing or just kind of pie in the sky ideas, really leaning into not just the vision of the organization, but, you know, my specific subject matter expertise, right? So really niching down on what that is. That made the day's work easier to manage. And then on the personal side, I immediately got involved in uh, what I refer to as the EMRP, which is the exercise, meditate, read and pray. Um, and, uh, and I'll go into this a little bit later, but uh, basically created a program that made sure that I, I could put a certain number of minutes on the calendar a day that is 100% focused on me. Some people like to do 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40. These days I'm up to 90 minutes a day. And I plug in 90 in my worksheet and it spits out how long I need to exercise, meditate, read and pray. And by doing those things in a consistent basis, creating a routine, you know, things started happening. My, my brain reacted to it at, at the physiological level. I started building, you know, that white matter that you need in order to gain some muscle memory. It started to become comfortable and really started bringing that into work. So basically, at the end of the day, I was showing up to work, ready to work. 
not just shaking it off and dusting off the cobwebs and running in and trying to hustle and letting the day and the email dictate my day. I was going in there way proactive, knowing exactly what I needed to get done that day. And I think for the listeners out there, one thing that's really important to mention is people are great at this for days and weeks. But if you want to accelerate this, if you want to accelerate yourself, you've got to be great at it for years. And, and once you see that, that compounding effect will, will pay dividends unlike any. I mean, you, you will literally hit the bed at night and say, man, I killed it today. So a pattern, pattern of consistency, a pattern of routine, I got started on that pretty much immediately. Um, I leaned more into my faith. Joseph, about that one, um, me and my wife, Brittany, got together right around that time. Um, never really looked back. She was always the one uh, for more reasons than, than one. But um, her, her spirituality, her faith is really what helped me accelerate my own. And if you bundle all those things together with personal development, high self-awareness, humility, faith-based living, and ultimately, you know, just have a good work ethic, I think you've really got a recipe for success. So that's how it started. And that, that's when it really started to pay dividends was, you know, right around that time that honestly, I was given that wake up call, which uh, it was invaluable to me. Powerful. I like that you created that uh, very important distinction that when we start these routines and these positive habits in our life, they, we have to make a decision, a definitive decision that we're going to do this the rest of our life. Yeah. That is not just for the next few weeks or the next few months until That's we right. see the sales start to climb. And then when the revenue, our income goes up, we lean back off the throttle mm-hmm. or off the gas pedal and we go, okay, I did it. All right, let me go back to comfort. Let me go yeah. back to resting. And, and you're saying, no, this has to be a way of life, a way of living specifically. Okay. So real question. Um, every day you're doing this routine, you got 90 minutes blocked out in your calendar. Mm-hmm. Now to many business owners that I speak to, regardless of, of the revenue amount that they're doing, many of them are like, Joseph, it's impossible for me to block out 60 minutes in my calendar. Mm-hmm. I have too much going on. And I'm like, okay, you little control freak, you're obviously a very important person, mm-hmm. right? That's why you have too much going on just to validate your importance. Yeah, but it's right. just ego driven, right? 100%. Right. And it's like, you can box out or block out time in your calendar for just about anything in your life that you put at the utmost importance. Mm-hmm. And, and what I'm hearing you say is that Joseph, this routine in my day my meditation, my prayer, my exercise, 90 minutes is the utmost importance in my life that everything, the rest of my day moves around that time. Is that correct? That's 100% correct. Okay, got it. So the question here then is, do you show up every day this way in high performance where you, you fall to sleep at night and you're like, I crushed it. I killed it. I nailed it. Do you ever have an off day where you're just like, I don't know what just happened. I mean, I did everything right, but man, we got like hardly anything done. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It happens. It happens. And, um, and, and when it does, uh, it's a bummer, you know? Um, but again, that's where you, you and me right before the show, we were talking about how to live in the stillness and that's where that kind of, 
uh, stoic mentality that honestly I, I continue to struggle with. Um, but I, but I really try to lean into that all the time. It's obviously not always going to be sunshine and rainbows. Every day is not going to be great. There are going to be some things that, that drag your attention away, unexpected personal family surprises, you know, just shifts in the marketplace that you weren't expecting. Um, but here's the, here, here's the trick here. What in my definition of wisdom is, is, is really around what the serenity prayer says, right? It's accepting the things you can't change, courage to change the things you can, wisdom to know the difference. And if you have that mentality and you stick to your routine, well, the rest, there is no point in worrying about it. There's none because there is nothing you can do about it. So for those that struggle with that, when they hit the bed at night and they think, oh man, I, I didn't have a good day you know, this and that. Well, if you look back and you do some reflection and you were able to control some of those things that destroyed your day, okay, well then you might have some improvement to do. Maybe your perception of information was bad because that's usually what happens here, Joseph, right? We, we get a lot of good and bad information, but the information isn't bad. Our perception of that information is bad. So what do we need to do internally? And that, again, that's where my meditation and reading and prayer, that's stillness. That's where that really comes in handy is, is you can get through that. But at the end of the day, you know, there's always going to be some rubs. And, and if you, tr and if you do everything in your power, basically to set yourself up, well, tr most of your time, you know, 70% of your day should be, you know, pretty good. And 30% should always be, you know, roughly a, you know, if you're in the customer service business, escalations, if you're in service delivery, escalations, problem management, incident management, I get it. This is part of every single organization that's going to happen. Because uh, there's people in every single organization absolutely. and people have dysfunction. It's just what's so. That's exactly right. But the trick there that I want to leave folks with is, you know, control what you can, relinquish what you cannot, have the courage to do something about it if you can. Have the wisdom to know the difference. Um, that's serenity prayers. Typically, you know, obviously everybody thinks of Alcoholics Anonymous and the anonymous programs when that happens. Um, I want to encourage everybody to bring that in. That's a really big one. The Stoic philosophers, Marcus Aurelius, Epidictes, Seneca, thousands of years ago, right? There's no difference today. Those guys were really onto something. And uh, if you want to gain more, you know, peace and clarity in your mind and not let outside factors and externals really affect you over a ton, you know, th those are really good ones to go after and go listen to. Very positive. You know, I'm, I'm kind of chuckling to myself right now, Taylor, because my big thing is that we're all a bunch of little control freaks uh -huh. and that's what causes all the problems in our lives. We're trying to control our own lives. We're trying to play God in our own lives and our relationships and our marriage and our business, mm -hmm. everything. Right. And there's just certain things we can't control. Right. So we freak out and create stress, worry, anxiety, illness, et cetera. So I'm, I'm thinking about starting a, a control freaks anonymous. Group. I like that. Right. CFA. Yeah. For all those business, <laughs> business uh, freaks out there, man. All right, cool. Taylor. Um, we're speaking with Taylor Barnes. You can find him at centricsit.com. This guy's killing it. They're doing a hundred million plus a year. He and his partners, 
Uh, he's sh been sharing with us how he did it. His three steps. One, he got self-aware. He realized he was goofing off too much. He was being irresponsible in his life. He wasn't going all in and leaning into the potential inside of him. He finally made that decision and went in. And then number two, he learned to slow down and be still, slow down and be still, slow down and be still. And then number three, created a daily growth routine that has become lifelong. And he, he's really um, exhorting us to do the same in our businesses, Startup Nation. So we're speaking about how to stop grinding your life away, right? And really enjoy um, building your business, enjoy building your family, enjoy life, enjoy living. It's not all about the dollar. Mm -hmm. All right, Taylor Barnes, welcome to my favorite part of the show. All right. Um, Welcome to the hustle round. I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready, All right, sir? Let's do it. All right. What's your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur, brother? Changing lives. What's your least favorite thing? The unexpected. Yeah. What are you most afraid of? Giving bad guidance. Got it. I believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our lives is just part of being human. What are you currently struggling with right now, either professionally or personally? I would say being still kind of going back to that being still having the, uh, ha having an issue, go ooh, the high lows is a better way to say it. Joseph, uh, thinking I'm the man when things are going well, and man, thinking I'm bad when things are going low. That's a daily struggle. <laughs> Got it. What did you spend way too much time doing this past year? Drinking alcohol. Got it. Thank you for that vulnerability. Mm -hmm. What secret fear do you have about people? I'm sorry, secret what? Secret fear do you have about people? Like how you relate to them, they relate yep. to you? Um, secret fear that I have uh, relating to people is the fear that the fear of them becoming the energy vampire. Yeah. You know, and however I want to say that it's like, we're, we're the, some of the five people we hang out with the most. I really want to make sure that that's pretty dialed in. Got that. What do you wish you had learned sooner in business? The fact that there's no such thing as work-life balance that it's all work-life integration. Yeah, I get that. What's a new habit you want to create in your life? Being where my feet are um, is probably the best one. I, that, that's more of a cliche, but kind of goes along with the same awareness one. For me, that's actually nothing to do with person on professional. That's all personal. Uh, so really being where my feet are around my kids and my wife yeah. Stopping to smell the roses, being more still on the personal side. Yeah. So really showing up present with whoever's exactly in front right. of you. I yeah. get that. Pick, uh, what's a bad habit you want to break? Uh, not paying enough attention to the details of a, um, what am I trying to say here? Uh, in the middle of the day, a lot of times reps and managers and directors that we have will come to me with some information and I don't maybe dial in hard enough to, to what it is when they're going through the whole getting it all out of their brain. 
you know, <laughs> I, I want them to hurry up and get to the point. You oh, know? impatience. Yeah. Patience. Yeah, that's a good way of saying it. Impatience. That that that's one. I can't relate to you at all. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, we grew up, you know, Northeast, like life is impatient up there. Yeah, man, that's exactly right. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Likeable, relatable, Christian. Got it. Pick three words to describe who you were your first year in this business. Cocky. Immature. Inefficient. <laughs> and last question, if you could come back to life after you die, Taylor, look your wife and your two boys in the eyes and give them only one piece of advice about everything about life. What would you say to them? Know thyself. Know thyself. Know thyself. And for know all uh, you Christians out there, I believe to know thyself, you must know thy maker. Mm, amen. All right. And any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want your listener to know, my listener to know about making their first 100K this year specifically? Like, what do you got for them, man? On yeah. Practice? You know, there's a lot of different tactical approaches to how you're going to, you know, gain your first 100K. So um, I would say at a tactical level, uh, I think a lot of the listeners out there might struggle, uh, might, might, might be really good at sales, but not so good at maybe lead generation or marketing or maybe vice versa. I would say that um, from a business level, aligning those two departments is extremely important. Uh, a lot of times people sell and then ask marketing to help them at the end. A lot of times marketing has a direction, a message and a vision that has nothing to do with what's present in the marketplace. So they don't involve sales. So bringing those two together in a team and quit getting rid of the silo, I think is uh, super important. That's on the professional level. On the personal level, I would say that creating a routine for yourself uh, is of the utmost importance. I think that everybody that's listening right now, if you want to take it to the next level personally and professionally, you have got to get yourself into a good routine that's going to serve you and you only. For those that say they don't have the time to do it, I don't buy it. You do. You know you do. And uh, you just really have to make time and make that a non-wavering. Make, make that as foundational as your core principles. And I promise you will really start paying dividends. And on the family side, uh, I would say that uh, experience has been pretty, uh, pretty great. Um, I would say lean into what experiences you can have. And because, because here's what happens with entrepreneurs out there. A lot of times I was this exact same way. Hey, hon, let's, uh, let's do a date night. Uh, let's just, I'll pick up a couple steaks and bring them home. Hey kids, let's do something fun today. Uh, let's just go in the backyard and throw the ball around, right? Getting out of the house, getting out of your kind of your, your, your general, you know, uh, kind of day to day and going to get some experience. And this could be as simple as walking around in the woods just, just getting out there and taking some time out there, keep the phones away, leave them at home. Experience in general, I feel like is really, really good at, at solidifying and creating family memories that I think a lot of kids especially uh, will hold on to for a while. And, you know, from a father's point of view, uh, I can tell you that if my kids look back and they say, you know, that they remember that to me, that's a really good one. And then lastly, the barometer, uh, you asked me a question, what, what I would do if I was long gone and come back and give advice. I, I, like the, I, I like the idea of that call, but what I want my kids 
to, to the, the measurement of a father in my mind is do my kids want to spend time with me when they don't have to spend time with me? If they do, I feel like I have done a really good job as a father. We'll learn that after college when they don't have to hang out, you know? Uh, but if they do want to spend time with me and my wife after they graduate, after they're grown up and don't have to, um, that to me would be a marking of a, of a job well done. Fantastic. Startup Nation, we've been speaking with Taylor Barnes, and he's really discussed with us how to stop grinding your life away, start living your life. Mm. And uh, Taylor, really appreciate you being on your first 100K um, we may have you back on if you, that's of interest uh, yeah, to, to. to discuss specifically sales and marketing. Okay. Because many of our, our listeners, those are their two major pain points in their business and they We've just got lots of experience. Yeah. They don't <laughs> know how to figure wrong. it out. So uh, stay tuned for that uh, startup nation and uh, tell, I wish you God's love, peace and joy yeah. in your life, sir. And likewise, brother. Thank you. Have you tried absolutely everything and nothing has worked have you tried therapy have you tried coaching have you tried counseling christian counseling nothing's worked for you for your spouse you just want better communication when you wake up do you feel like you want to crawl under a rock in the morning time is your brain so scattered and foggy at this point that you're not following through with things you're not keeping your word in the matter you're letting people down maybe your own spouse or kids do you have way too much on your plate and you're getting more and more frustrated, which is turning into anger? Are you battling addictions right now? Are you an amped up or frantic person with a lot of anxiety and you're off and on a bipolar and depression medicines? If any of these you connect with, then what I do is specifically this. I do not do therapy. I do not do counseling. Those are for people that want to talk about their problems or learn different ways to cope and manage their problems. I don't do that. Reach out to me if you want to get rid of your problems permanently. Like be done with the addiction. Be done with the medications. Be done with the escaping your life because you just feel so powerless in it. If you want those results and you want peace, it's what we all want. We're all chasing it. We had it as kids, we lost it. Life beat the crap out of us. If you want peace, that's what I sell. It's God's peace. So you can find that at josephwarren.net. You can schedule a call with me, complimentary. I'll contribute 30 minutes of my time into your life. We'll get clear on what you actually want. Then we'll see if we're, we wanna work together. And that's me interviewing you to see if you're ready. Are you ready to do what it takes? Some people try to come to me, but they're not ready to be coachable. They're not ready to get rid of the problems. Again, if you don't wanna talk about your problems anymore and you've tried everything and nothing has worked and you wanna permanently get rid of them, go to josephwarren.net and let's see if I'm your guy.